Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. You can always find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com or on YouTube and on Facebook as well, of course. Reach out and connect with us. Any of those means are suitable to do so, or you can send us an old-fashioned email, pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. You are welcome to do that anytime you'd like to submit a question, a thought, a challenge, um, an idea, a topic, anything is welcome there. Uh, so please consider doing that. And as we're always saying, reach out to us if you are somewhere in the world where you're just feeling alone. You're feeling, I don't know, some, you know, it, I talked to my son just a couple days ago that you don't have to be by yourself to be alone sometimes. Sometimes you can feel alone in the midst of a crowd. You can feel alone in the midst of a large gathering of people. Sometimes, even in the church, in the called out, set apart people, in the ecclesia of the body of Messiah, even sometimes there, we can feel alone. And so if that is you, we hear from people all the time who are just saying, you know, I just don't have anybody who understands my questions or my concerns or my challenges to the, the wide way Christian church that I have been presented. Nobody wants to talk about these things. And so, friend, if that is you, you've found a place where questions are welcome. Now, we may not have an answer, but that's okay. Let's seek the heart of the Father. Let's study the Word. Let's cry out to the Holy Spirit to help us to what? Teach us all things. All truth is contained within our Creator. All truth, everything's by Him, from Him, unto Him, flows out of Him, held together by Him. And can we not just simply say, if we are in Him, if we know Him, then these things are, for lack of better words, attainable, accessible to us who believe. Now we have to wait patiently upon a response from Him in His timing, in His perfect ways, in our limited understanding and abilities. But I believe truth will come to those who what? Seek to find it. So let's do that together. Now today I want to talk for a few minutes. Um, Luke 18 verse 41 is going to be a verse we're going to read in measure. Um, but, but to set the table, if you will to talk about this rightly and why I'm even bringing it up is in my prayer time this morning I'm driving right now in my truck on another beautiful spring day here on my way to work and I'm just communing with the Father and I'm just as of late I'm just thanking the Creator for His awesome ways for His man I mean even as I'm driving through these hills and I see the the, the red buds blooming and the flowers on the side of the road and the, and the rolling green pastures with cattle scattered amount, about on them and sheep over here on my left. As I see these things, I have to what? I have to recount and recall and declare the awesome deeds of Yahweh Elohim for He is good. I deserve nothing good. I deserve nothing rewarding I deserve nothing at all of any repute whatsoever because of my life. 
because of what I've done, because of what I do today. I am, in, I am not deserving of any good thing. I'm in the lineage and, the, and in the, the, the generational line, if you will, of Yeshua Messiah now. I have been made a new creation. I'm in the bloodline of the, of the God-man. <laughs> but outside of that, what am I? I'm in the bloodline of fallen Father Adam, first Adam lineage. But praise the Father that I'm no longer in that same identity. I have been moved from death to life. I have been moved from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of the sun, the beautiful, marvelous light, sun. I don't even operate in the same kingdom realm that I used to before I was regenerated and born again. It's incredible. But one thing that in my prayer time... For the last several months, really, I continually come back to being one who makes sure I make it abundantly clear to heaven and earth where my help comes from, where my sustenance and provision and deliverance and salvation, where does it come from? Because, and well, why am I saying that and why does it matter? There's, there's one primary reason that always comes to the surface for me, and, and this is something that is a very deep topic, topic, excuse me, as most are. Who do we... I'll, let's simplify this I'm in a very simple, elementary-esque question. Who do we attribute the goodness of our life to? Who do we in our hearts, and therefore out of our mouths, who do we give accolades to for everything we have? Is it our own works? Is it my good decisions? Is it natural favor and just kind of blessing I've I've received or attained because of my hard work, because of my my worldly successes, even good things now? Is it because I went to seminary? Which I didn't, of course, but you know what I'm saying. We're, we're drawing people in. I'm drawing all of us in. Is it because I was a good businessman and now we have enough money to, to just live comfortably and to have everything we need? You, you hear what I'm getting at. What out of our, out of our mouths that indicates our heart's posture about where all of our entire provision comes from. And so in my prayer time, I have been for months now, like I said, been very clear to vocalize where my sustenance comes from, what it is sourced in, which is a who, who it is sourced in. It's sourced in my Father, my Heavenly Father, to be clear. Everything I have is from Him. My business is, is about to celebrate, if you use that word, I guess. <laughs> Not much of a celebration will be happening, but I'll be in business for myself for 25 years here in a month or so. Best I can remember. That's a little while ago. 25 years, y'all. More than half my life now, I've been doing this business. Now, that's, that's notable, 
I've done a lot of things to, to keep it going, of course. There, you know, you have to manage a business. You have to run a business, of course. But ultimately, every single reason that my business is still flourishing the way that it is today is because of the kindness and generosity of my father. Because even as of late, with, with all the COVID nonsense and just the, the shifts and changes within just the business world as a whole, just kind of the, the marketplace in the United States for, for small businesses, well, really from any top to bottom, they've all changed. My business for several months now, over the course of the last year and a half, has been <laughs> appropriately called on life support. It got real close several times to just saying, I might have to just, I might have to shut this down. There's, there's nothing left. There's nothing here. But here we are again, and it's more than enough. Now, why is that? And this is just a perfect example. Why has my business gone on for 25 years? Because of the kindness of the Father. I say with great regularity on this podcast that I should not be where I am. I should not live where I do on the farm that I do with my wife that I have and my son that I've been given. I should not have these good things. I have earned none of it. In fact, as I say all the time here, and in any conversation that comes up pointing to this fact, the, the decisions of my life in my younger years should have set me on a course that looks nothing like it looks today. I should be, the way I always summarize it, I should be living in a run-down apartment building by myself, completely intoxicated by the world, addicted to everything you can come up with, shameful, alone, and rightly so, because of the decisions I made. So where I am today... Although, of course, my decisions changed, of course, I played a role. This, we have to be balanced and fair. Our decisions do matter. What we do, what we don't do, I, I know I have to be clear because many people want to argue that, you know, in the, in the selection of God, He predestines, preordains, and, and handpicks those who will know Him and come to Him and respond to Him. And we really don't have a, a, a role or a say in it. I'm not saying that either. Just to be clear. We have to make decisions. We have to respond to the commands and the call of our Father. We have to. We have to go through the Son, the Mediator Messiah. There are things we must do. But even the drawing is from Him. Even my ability to respond to the voice of the Father is is an empowerment from Holy Spirit in order to do so. So we have to hold these things rightly. Yes, of course, we play a factor. Yes. But out of my mouth, I try to, in every facet of my life that I can come up with, each and every day, Father, thank you for this and for this and for this and for this. All of these things in my life are from you. And friends, we cannot merely stop either at what we label good things. I hope we know that. Thank you for the trials. Thank you for the uncomfortable things. Thank you for the pressing. 
Thank you for the purging. Thank you for the things in my household that are not the way they should be because, Father, they're driving me to you. But the posture of my heart is what? Everything comes from you. And to get to my point clearly, that kind of precedes even the verse. We'll see where we land today. The, the pattern within, the scriptural pattern within the recorded history of the people of God is, is they were a very forgetful people. They were always forgetful. Prime example, very early on, what did we see? Moses ascends the mountain. He's communing with, with Yahweh Elohim. We know the story. And the people are sick of waiting. They're tired of waiting. They're impatient. Just like you and I, they're impatient. And we have to do something. We have to move. Humanity has never changed. We have to what? We have to form and fashion a God. We have to form and fashion some deity figure for us to heap our accolades upon so that they will respond and do something on our behalf. And so what did they do? <laughs> they instate a pattern. And we see that throughout recorded history of the, of the people of Yahweh. They attribute their deliverance to false idols. This, this being of, of gold or of wood and, and stone or or of this thing that we fashion out of our own hands. This is our deliverer. This is what brought us out of our slavery. We spoke on Saturday in our gathering, just um, how a lady brought up how, I think it was there, how even the staff of Moses became an, an idolatrous icon. And that's what humanity does. Why? Well, we're depraved. And we don't want to listen to the instruction and the commands of the Father, so we create our own belief system. And we attribute our, our need, our successes, our deliverance, and circumstances in our life, we attribute it to something else. And then we ascribe our worship to it as well. And we seek it, whatever it may be for you or for me, there is always something wanting that place. Why? Well, because it's the, it's the garden deception at the very inception of sin and fallen condition. Is what? The Creator is not enough for you. You need something else. He's not enough. He's not sufficient. And you are not sufficient enough by, by your creation condition. You have to have something and someone else. And generally what? Let's just be honest. The someone else is ourselves. That's really the, the greatest assault, if you will, upon the proper enthroning, I guess, if that's even a word. The deification in a proper sense of Yahweh Elohim in the heart of our lives. You know, we're told in Scripture that Yeshua Messiah desires to what? Have preeminence upon the throne of our lives, the seated as Lord and King upon the very heart of our being. And there's always another entity <laughs> that is usually, again, sourced in ourselves that is desiring that seat, 
that throne. And so I, I believe that's of great value to us to always attribute everything we can from, from small things to the greatest things in our lives and however we define them to be sourced in Yahweh alone. That all these things are from you, Father. All these things are from you. Everything is from you. And make that clear now. Why? Because I believe principalities and powers are attentive to things that are going on amongst humanity today as they have always been. And I believe it's an, it's an advantageous function of, of a God-man to con- continually make that, this point clear. Everything I have is from Yahweh Elohim, period. He's my deliverer. He's my source. Everything upon the altar of my life is before Him, none other, myself included. We're going to talk about altars soon here on the podcast, the next couple episodes. And so that leads me to this, and we'll kind of we'll we'll tie this up here in a few moments. Um, Luke, chapter eighteen, verse forty-one. Yeshua is talking to a man named Bartimaeus. We've all heard this story since our childhood. Old blind Bartimaeus <laughs> wasn't his first name blind. If you went to Sunday school, you get that joke. I thought his last name was Bartimaeus, and his first name was blind. That's how he was always referenced. That's the first thing my mind goes to. But interestingly, Yeshua comes up to this man, and there's this dialogue going on. We don't have time for all the backstory, but but one version clearly states that Yeshua looks at this man and asks this question: "What do you want me to do for you?" Now, I don't know all the story of what this man knew about Yeshua. We could probably dig that out and spend time doing that, or perhaps you already know. But that's a huge, (laughs) that is a huge moment right there, is it not? The Son of God, Yeshua the Messiah, the prophesied one, the fulfillment of of the ages. (laughs) God made flesh, walks up to this man and says, What do you want me to do for you, Bartimaeus? Oh my. (laughs) Well, his response is, Lord, Adonai... I want to regain my sight. Seems like a, a a response that makes clear sense for a man who is blind. And so we talked about this verse over a couple days in our house. And and what I proposed to my wife and son, and of course to myself as well, is is um, this is actually yesterday morning, I believe. We had this verse on our whiteboard. In our kitchen, in our dining room. And I wrote out my name and my wife's name and my son's name. And I said, you know what? For, for this entire day, we're going to imagine ourselves in this scenario. Now, Yeshua's not coming for dinner tonight. He's not showing up as a physical man. But I believe the spiritual principle endures and remains just the same here in this age of, of a spiritual relationship. He's not physically here, but here nonetheless, not not lesser in any way. And so I I just posed this scenario. I kind of drew up this imagination-driven scene of what if Yeshua showed up at our house 
in physical form and said, Joel, what would you want me to do for you? And then I said my wife's name and my son's name, and I said, we're going to chew on this all day today. And so when I got home from work and we had a friend over, and so after she had left, post-dinner time, we sat down and I said, all right, well, let's, let's see, let's see where, we, where we are with this verse. And let's talk about answering that question individually. And so I said my answer and wrote it on the board. My son said his answer and I wrote it on the board and my wife. And we just talked about our requests. And then we prayed for one another. And y'all, it was just awesome. We just prayed for each other's request. And we took it to the Father. And we just asked Yeshua, on behalf of the other family member, would you hear this this prayer? We believe. We believe we can ask you in faith and believe and, and call it so. Help our unbelief. We present our petitions, our requests to you, believing you're fully capable. That's not, that's not a question. That's not a, a wondering. We know you're capable. But would you be willing to hear our prayers about this as we insert ourselves into wondering what it would be like if Yeshua was sitting in our house saying, what do you want me to do for you, Spencer family? <laughs> and we answered that question. And friends, don't worry about the doctrine that is out there in our age that, that abuses and perverts this, this, this verse or misuses and mishandles and totally misappropriates, ask anything in my name and I will do it. This is not talking about just merely personal advantageous requests. I don't even need to go into how we've all heard endless sermons and teachings about men yelling and making demands to heaven and and saying, if you say this and mean it hard enough, you'll get that new promotion, you'll get that wife. We're not saying that. I I don't think that even needs mentioning, but I will, just to be clear. Just because this this understanding has been perverted, friend, don't miss it. Don't miss it. And I'm saying that to myself as well. I I have trouble with with doctrinal issues and principles and and how they've been misused. And I often I don't like things that are tainted and misused, and so a lot of times I have to be careful that I'm not missing the true point or the true purpose and the and the truth within something that is in the Word of God for us to add to our lives by faith. So let's let's tie all this up and put a bow on it and, and, and end this episode for today. Let's be a people who declare who our source is. There's one source. We've talked about that before here. There's one source... He holds all things together by the very word of his mouth. Very capable is the creator. And let's be 
let's be careful and cautious to attribute everything that is that is in our life as from him that he's a good father who delights in giving good gifts to his children the perfect example of a father his commands his ways and his covenantal blessings and promises for those who who heed the first And then may we be like Bartimaeus. We don't see him say, oh no, who am I? Oh, Messiah, I, I, I could never. I, I'm, I'm just a wretched, fallen, blind man. Just move along. No, Bartimaeus had an answer, friend. Do you have an answer? And most importantly, I guess, are you hearing the question? Do we understand that our mediator king... Is, is perhaps waiting for more mediation opportunities. I feel maybe the Spirit's saying something about that right here, right now, in this millisecond. This is I've not thought of this until right now. I wonder if the mediator Messiah, Yeshua, sitting at the right hand of the Father exalted to His present function, seated in heavenly places, interceding on our behalf. Friend, are we giving him tasks to fulfill his present purpose? And I, again, I don't, I don't mean throwing all these random prayer requests at him. Anybody got an unspoken? Me. And I'm going to be real hard here. This regurgitated prayers that I hear whenever I attend church gatherings... Pray for the troops. Pray for the first responders. Friends, we've got to get above and beyond these, these cyclical, mindless petitions and requests. I'm serious now. What about groanings that only the Spirit of the Lord can, can stir in a man to utter? What about things that we don't know yet and prophecy being stirred up in us and we're interceding for the brethren we're interceding for our neighbors we're in interceding for loved ones who just aren't getting it what are, i mean man i'm telling you i feel this are we giving the mediator messiah enough material to fulfill his present moment function and purpose in the highest heaven or are we wasting his time? I don't know. I feel like that's a I feel like that's a that's a valid presentation for us to think about today. Because he's in a function now. He's in a place longing and desiring to intercede for mankind and bring these petitions before the Father. I want to be one who rightly responds to all that Yeshua Messiah accomplished and fulfilled in order to be in that place on my behalf. That challenges me today, friend. I'm not saying that makes me feel guilty, but that stirs me to ask some hard questions of myself. Am I allowing the Messiah, the exalted king seated preeminent, to fulfill his function, task, and purposes right now to bring requests to the Father on behalf of His children. Man, let's chew on that today, huh?
Let's give our attention to these things today. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're spiritually thriving. Friends, don't be too busy to tend to your spiritual life. Don't get too busy. Don't let everything crowd out your spiritual maturation. It's got to be preeminent. It's got to be first. Would you do that today? Be careful, be cautious to guard your heart, your mind, your mouth so that we can be found pleasing in the sight of the Lord. Thank you for listening today. This is the Path to Zion podcast. PathToZion.com is our home. Find us on YouTube and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening. Amen.